Final hour of the broadcast. Adam Carter in for Chad on this Wednesday. Parents suck. Parents of uh, youth sports suck. And I know people cringe saying that word. I'm sorry, but they do. Dave, as a coach, a youth coach, you must see this uh, endlessly. Why don't you call out some of your fellow parents? Well, let me tell you. By name. It's um, yeah. It's awful, right? It's it's awful. I, I mean, it's certainly it's it's worse in the news than in real life. Most of the parents I have uh, had to deal with in the last what twenty years or so since I was uh, coaching baseball, mostly ninth graders up to maybe sixteen year olds in the summer. Most of them good, yep. but yes, there's been a couple run-ins of, you know, most of the time it's parents that really overvalue their their kids overestimate uh, the kids talent yes yes exactly right why isn't my kid playing shortstop oh, he's a terrible shortstop right. i gotta be honest he's really not, not fit there at it's all not not good uh the you're right and it's it gets overplayed obviously the stories that including the one i'm about to talk about taint the water as to how, uh, how bad maybe it is but it, it i think it's a lot worse than it used to be and I think it's evidenced in the fact that nobody wants to be a ref or an ump anymore. Uh, nobody wants, who wants to coach if the parents are, you know, yelling at you all the time or criticizing you or, you know, making different decisions or shouting things out when you're trying to coach kids. But here's about the worst case example of it, because this is the first time I can actually think of a death. A 60-year-old man is dead following a brawl at a middle school basketball game in Vermont Tuesday night. Cops are now investigating. The fight broke out at the Allberg Community Education Center in Allberg during a hoops game that involved, wait for it, 7th and 8th graders from Allberg and St. Albans Middle Schools. A video that was shot from the scene shows several adults rushing onto the court, kicking and punching each other, all while kids looked on from the sidelines. That's got to be fun for the kids, too. Unclear what sparked the melee, Vermont State Police said in a statement today that when officers showed up to the scene just before 7 last night, the fight had ended. Several people involved had already left the school. Police say Russell Giroux Giroux, was injured during the fight, transported to a hospital. Tragically, he was pronounced dead at the medical facility. His body, police say, will undergo an autopsy to determine the cause and manner. They're now looking at video to determine what happened. And yes, this is a worst case scenario, but as a I've been an assistant softball coach and the amount of times for girls that are, you know, 10, 11 and 12 people shouting and yelling and giving instructions to their kid, direct opposition to what coaches do. I'm cu- I've seen now and maybe somebody can correct me on this or back it up. Maybe it's being done in Minnesota. Our talk and text line is open by the way. 651-461-9226. We've had calls from coaches before that are r- revealing. And why anybody would want to put that time in to be a coach or a referee or a bas- you know, basketball referee, uh, an umpire with the amount of abuse they take, I have no idea, but it's commendable that people still want to do that. Um I think that some places have tried out a, a penalty system, whereas each parent is responsible for at least writing a big check at the start of a season. And that fund 
all those parents, though, those checks go into a fund, and if something happens, a parent can be financially penalized for actions they take. And if you're, if you're one of those parents who actually behaves yourself, and again, as Dave pointed out, a majority do. A majority do. Even if they feel like their kid is being short-shifted or they, they maybe talk to the coach, but they behave properly. But the ones that don't ruin it for all the other parents, too. And it's tough for parents to step in and tell the one dad or mom to, you know what, cool it down a little bit. That's not always easy to do. But if every parent is somehow financially responsible for the behavior of that team's parents, I think it would change some of this. Because suddenly, if I'm out 500 bucks all of a sudden, because Dave, a kid on my team's dad, is getting on the refs and being a buffoon, I'm more inclined to say, you know what, Dave, you're going to cost me 500 bucks. Shut your mouth. I think that would do it. That it needs to come to that is troubling on, on, on many levels. But I think that might sl- solve some of these problems. I'm curious as to uh, if you feel the same way. 651-461-9226. What do you think, Dave? If, if, you, were, if you were, so let's like, say your parents have, uh, like, if your kid's in baseball and the fellow parents each have to pony up some money, again, worst-case scenario gets used and then you get the money goes to, to pay a, some sort of fine that they would you know the parents would have to face. Don't you think that increases the incentives of other parents to say, you know what? You're being a jackass. You gotta you know change your behavior because I think a lot of people get intimidated in that in that situation. Yeah, I think that's it's not a terrible idea at all. I mean putting uh, you know having a little skin in the game I guess and <laughs> having that be you know a little a little bit more of a I guess financial incentive or peer pressure. Um, from the other parents to, hey, cool it, let's calm down here, you know. I think that's not a bad idea, but doesn't the whole thing just seem like it's a product of where youth sports has gone? Yeah. You know, I, I just Cause think... Because the parents are invested already? Yes, exactly. I, I think back to uh, the only sport I was good at was baseball. I played traveling baseball from, you know, 11, 12 oh, years old, geez. you know, all the way Settle up. Settle down, put yeah, the yearbook pretty, away. pretty big time, pretty big time. Don't worry, I was terrible at all the other sports for the most part. But, you know, I remember when we got to, like, 13, 14 years old, and, it, you know, it was getting a little bit more serious. And, you know, we'd do a, a league schedule and a few tournaments a year. And I remember my dad coming up with the idea because he was the coach. Hey, maybe we should do an out-of-town tournament. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, you know, we had a meeting with all the parents. What would you think if we do a tournament in, you know, Rochester or, you know, Marshall, you know, somewhere where it would be not terribly far, but probably be staying overnight and like that was a conversation and now i look at you know my kids are still a little young but my brother's got a kid uh two kids and uh, the oldest of which is oldest of which is 12 and it's like every other weekend you know they live in des moines oh, we're, we're in iowa this or they're they're in uh omaha this weekend we're in st louis this weekend what are you doing yeah. and it, you know they are far from far from the only ones that you know it's it's three different sports and you're traveling all over the Midwest, putting in the money and the time to go into this. Yeah, I, right. I see why parents get riled up at yeah. some, for some, uh, at least at some level. Dave Harrigan supports bad behavior by parents. Says they're <laughs> justified in doing it. Considering the money they make, they should be able to 
throw punches at a at an umpire. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But so, so and somebody brings that up. I think kids' sports and activities are expensive enough. If they require some type of additional deposit, it's likely some kids won't be able to participate. Well, that's just it. It's a deposit. It's like dibs. They're called. You know, when you got to do, you got to show up and work the concession stand, as a lot of you know families have to do. You either write the check and then you get the money back if you complete all your hours. It's the same concept. So, and I guess who gets the money? I don't know. Is it the local youth sports uh, group that puts on the season of whatever sport you're talking about? Each team, parents have to come up with the check. That money is held. And if your parents behave great all year long, then you get that money back. It's only in the egregious case that something happens, certainly if a ref is physically assaulted or parents go over the line somehow, um, then they can talk about using that fine. I think it's a good idea. I think it would solve a lot of these problems. Man, I'm way off. You can let me know. 217, uh, call us on the uh, City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Maybe you're a coach who's seen this firsthand. Maybe you're a parent who says, you know what? I do pay a lot of money for this sport. I have a right to question my coach. 651-461-9226. Your calls and texts next. Willie Nelson, one of uh, 14 nominees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Willie in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Actually, I'm surprised he's not in it already. We'll talk about that in about 10 minutes, about the other nominees and what makes a Hall of Fame act a Hall of Fame act when it comes to uh, music. Something to ponder. I don't think any uh, young person or older person who says, you know, I don't want to be an umpire, I want to be a ref, does it so they can, you know, make bad calls and get into fights with parents. I don't think that's one of the goals of it. But it seems to me that that's what's, what ends up happening all the time, which is why we lose uh, some of those umps. Makes it tough to find. I've, you know, girls softball, which I coach youth girls softball, we've had so many instances where it can't find an up or ump doesn't show and it just ruins it. Then parents have to call it and it's just, it's not fun. And it's not fun for those umps who have to deal with parents. We've got some people on the line here. Pat has called in on the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Pat chime in here. Hi there. Um, I wanted to share uh, something that uh, was said to me about a thousand years ago when I was a, a young high school basketball official in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was very intense, and uh, this is still back in the days of one-class basketball. So, you oh, know, yeah. all games were, were serious, you know, from, from little kids on up. And yep. um, one of my dad's close friends was a veteran official and uh, did a lot of state finals and stuff. And so I had some sessions with him and looking for tips, and uh, he said, one thing I want you to remember, in the state of Indiana, there are only two groups of people who don't know anything about basketball. And it's the two groups who are paid to know something about basketball. It's the yeah. coaches and the officials. Mm-hmm. Everybody else thinks they know everything about basketball. And so as long as you remember that when you go in and don't take it personally, it'll go better because yeah. you know better than the parents that are screaming at you. And that really served me in good stead for uh, a long time. Pat, thanks for the call. Uh, Glenn is on uh, the line. Glenn, go ahead. Hi there. Uh, I've had experiences in the same thing. I, I kind of got a chuckle because 50 years ago, when our children were in Little League, I was uh, quite involved in uh, Little League as a commissioner, a manager, and a coach, and all this and that. And when I 
when the boys grew up big enough to get out of it, I decided to coach or to umpire for a year. Well, one of the first games I umpired, the uh, boy was pitching, and his dad got out of the stands and come and stood behind me and called the strikes and, and balls Jeez. for me. <laughs> What'd you and do? I made, it loud, I made it loud and clear, and everybody could hear me. I says, if you don't go back and sit down, this game is suspended right yeah. now. <laughs> and that's what else can you do? Right. Glenn, thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, You're very uh, welcome. Yep. Uh, so my proposal was, and it's not my proposal, I think there are some actual youth sports organizations that do this, was to, you know, every, all the parents put some money in a kitty, and if one of the parents gets out of line and people feel that the game needs to be interrupted or stopped, then that money is forfeited. Uh, somebody texts in on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, I think the idea works in theory, but also feels that you're penalizing the parents who just follow the rules, then expect them to police the parents who get out of line. I don't think it should be their responsibility. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Chris is called in. Chris, go ahead. Yes, sir. Thanks for uh, fielding my call. Sure. Uh, I'm a young father. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old and a 13-month-old. And, a, uh, and mm. you know, I think about a lot of this. I was an athlete uh, growing up, played a lot of sports, and I don't remember anything – getting out of hand. I guess I think it's a great idea to have the incentive you're, uh, you're talking about or the deposit for the parents. I guess I haven't been to a, uh, you know, a, a young game and heard that type yeah. of activity going on. So I guess I'm unfamiliar with that. I recall my parents cheering, um, but never really anyone getting out of line and yelling at the refs. I, that's just very uncalled for or fights at a game. I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, thankfully I've never, of, it, yeah. It's, Kind of, kind of unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, thanks a lot for fielding my call. Sure, have a good day. You too, Chris. Thanks for the call. I got your hands full with those two young kids. And I don't remember that. I, I remember parents yelling. I remember officials, you know, commenting back at parents. I was a 15 year old, so when I played youth baseball at 15, we also uh, had to volunteer our time to be a youthful, our youth umpire for like little kids baseball. And I'll never forget being the ump and I'm 15 and I'm making calls and parents are, come on, kid, come on. It's like, I'm 15 <laughs> years old. Like I'm not getting any money to do this. It's like, really? I don't. And that's the two is like a lot of these times we get umps that are, you know, not young kids, but you know, teenagers or maybe young adults who are probably fulfilling some volunteer time or love the game shockingly enough, just love the game and want to be around it. So they're volunteering their time. And I will say this, Dave, maybe you've had this experience in baseball. We've had some umpires too. It's all about like the, how they control themselves too. Not to say that, you know, obviously there's some bad officials out there and their kind of attitude can rub off and instigate, not instigate, but maybe, you know, draw a little more ire than if it was some, uh, somebody who was a little more level-headed. But we've had umpires before, before a game, talk to both parents, address both groups of parents and say, I'm out here, I'm going to do the best I can, and I don't have any skin in this game, whether your kids or your kids. And it kind of puts everybody at ease, and it's done with a little humor, and people kind of get a kick out of that. I've seen that, and I, I think that's great. But, I mean, it's not mandatory that officials do that, but I think that can go a long way to ease some of these problems before they begin. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I've seen it from... 
a few umpires, not many, but yeah, it's it, it's a great way to d- diffuse it. Just diffuse it with the parents. Now I see it more often, just you know, to the coaches where you know an umpire before you as you meet pregame, go over the rules. Mm-hmm. We'll say, look, you know, I'm, you know, you can if you have a question, if you're a, you know disagree with the call, yeah, feel free to call my name, come out, we'll talk. You know, if you have an argument about balls and strikes, I don't want to hear it. So don't don't do it, you right. know, things like that. And just, you know, they'll just warn you what they will accept before the game and what's over the line. And OK, all right. Appreciate it. Now, you know, I I know if if I disagree with the call, this is the way I you want me to go about it. We're all comfortable. We're cool with that. Yeah. And let's let's go. Let's play ball. Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. Here's a text. I'm a supporter of public shaming when parents, politicians, public figures, etc. act like jackasses. Uh, fail to come through on campaign promises, etc. The media should point these people out. Further, I can see a weekly radio or TV program that IDs these characters. You guys would never <laughs> run out of things. <laughs> anyway, that's my idea. We're starting next week. Uh, jerk parent of the week. <laughs> we want people to film it, get the names, and we'll, call, we'll public shame parents so that they never, uh, <laughs> so that they don't get involved with this kind of crap. New type of uh, modern America's most wanted. <laughs> it'd be great and they're right we wouldn't run out of material um our seventh grade boys basketball team won a tournament in southern minnesota we won each game handily and throttled the boys uh back not to embarrass other teams that night i was fired from my volunteer position because i throttled back in the next tournament they won a game by 70 to 9 that's a good oh, win that's <laughs> Coach, I'm sorry, Coach. You can't pull them back. I, point differential might be an issue, you know, when it comes time after the round robin. Say. <laughs> Yeesh. Oof, boy. Seventh grade, I think you're right pulling back a little bit. There's something to be said, like if you get older, well, you know, stop us. But, yeah, that's a little strong, I think. Um, interesting idea, Adam, about the uh, potential fines that parents pony up. But I don't know if it'll work. Our kids have played travel sports. We've witnessed children on the baseball field and on the volleyball court pleading with their parents in the stands to be quiet. If parents won't even listen to their kids, I don't know if anything will matter. Make them respectful. That's it. It's like it's one one thing to be a parent and a jerk in front of other parents, but it's like if your kid is wrecking, sees that and they see it, man, and they know your voice. Mm-hmm. And they know when you're complaining, and they know when you're criticizing. That's who's the hardest on, and that takes away the enjoyment of the kid. Yeah, and it's you know the parents that are overbearing. I think you mentioned earlier about you know yelling from behind the backstop. You know things that are opposite of what the coach is right. saying, or you know. And I've had more than one kid I've had to take aside and say, "Hey, I hear your dad. <sighs> Tune him out. All right, don't don't oh. play this game for them. Yep. Play it for you." Have fun in there. Do what you can. I know it's not easy, but just they're not in control right now. And if you strike out, you'll never play again. <laughs> That's right. That's, if you even get to strike two. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll shift. What makes uh, a, a Hall of Fame uh, musical act or performer? What makes a Hall of Famer? 14 new inductees, excuse me, new nominees for the Hall of Fame. I think, uh, I think they said May is when they'll announce the new class. We'll go through the names, and we'll give our yay or nay, Hall of Famer or not, and some artists that you feel it's time for to be recognized in the Hall of Fame, or if you think it's too much of a popularity contest, 
why your group shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. That topic after traffic and weather next on CCO.